and this is the podcast, Go Be Great. There's no such thing as TMI here, so let's chat, meet amazing humans, and have conversations about life, confidence, and more without the filter. Come hang weekly as I shed light on the topics we often feel we need to hide as we celebrate the ebbs and flows of learning what being great really looks like. Buckle up, buttercups, and let's go be great together. This show is brought to you by Female Alliance Media, by women, for women. Hello, hello. Welcome back, fam. You are in for a treat. So grab yourself a little glass of wine, a little spritz, a little snack, because this week, I'm just going to dive right into it. Put on your goggles. This week, we are chatting with Christy Simons, who is a holistic educator for children and teens. She provides support that is focused on the whole person, mind, body, and soul. She is the host of the Imperfect Create Tricks podcast here at Female Alliance Media. And she is also a co-best-selling best-selling author for Body Bliss book two. What a tongue twister. Welcome, Christy. I love that intro and I love your enthusiasm. Thank you for having me. I'm so very excited to be here. How you how are we feeling? We always start off every episode with a vibe check. So what's what's your vibe recently in life? Um, right now I feel like I just have I have this like huge smile on my face because sometimes it's just hearing somebody actually say back to you some of the biggest accomplishments that you've had in the past, you know, year or more. It's just it's really cool to hear and it just kind of threw me into the present moment for a second there. And I had um yeah, a moment to really feel proud of myself. So thank you for that. Um, so yeah, vibe good present and <laughs> in the present moment. Yes. And I'm just really happy to be here. I also feel like we're going to probably circle back to this topic about when you don't realize what you even have done or what you've even accomplished or what you're even doing until somebody speaks it back and until you can really be still in those moments. But we'll get to that in a second. First, we have to have fun. I promise I won't rapid fire you, but I do have. (laughs) Oh, no. I do have some fun. Would you rathers? Okay. I figured they're a safe route. I play these with my students a lot and I play, I love to, I just love a good would you rather. I can play this game all day, every day, and it can get as wildly, I won't play the wildly dirty versions with students, obviously, but they do look at me sometimes and they're like, what? Like today at recess, for example, I was just sitting with some kids and I was like, would you rather get a splinter in your eye or get a paper cut every day for the rest of your life? One splinter in your eyeball or paper cut every day at random for the rest of your life. And they they just met me four days ago. And they're looking at me like, are you okay? Oh my God, I already don't want to answer that one. Like, No, oh you no. don't have to. No, you don't have to. So it's funny, what was up? This is actually something that I do do like virtually with like my online students. It's something that they really like, even just in the beginning to like, kind of like an icebreaker, right? Mm-hmm. They will make like some for each other. And it's it's really fun to do it that way too. Are you playing this with me right now? Or is this yes. me and Michael? I'm so No, no, no. I'm playing with you right now. I have questions right here on my phone. Okay. Number one, would you rather get stung by five jellyfish or 50 bees? Oh, terrified of bees. Jellyfish it is. I have never been stung by a bee. I don't think it's any better, but I've never been stung by a jellyfish. So I'm not sure. (laughs) I'm so scared of bees. I have heard that you have to pee on somebody or I don't know if it's really if you if you like if somebody pees on you and you get stung, then it doesn't hurt anymore. Or if it's like a vinegar, I've heard vinegar works, too. But at at that point, I feel like if I'm in that much pain, do what you got to do, friends. Yeah, that doesn't sound bad to me with my two children. I feel like a little bit of pee is not the worst. It's not the worst day. So that's that's okay. That's true. (laughs) 
Mom initiative. Life, mom life, you've seen enough of that for sure. Um, I do have to give my staple, would you rather, which is, would you rather cry glue or sweat cheese? My friends that are listening to us are like, give it up, Beck. You say it all the time, <laughs> but it's such a good one. What do people normally pick for this answer? That. There is such a mix of these. It's it's for this one in particular. I don't like. I don't feel like I'd ever be able to eat cheese again. So I'm going to say cry glue because mm. I do love cheese. I don't want to mm. ruin that experience for myself. Yeah. I also I, think. I don't know if I, I need to explain myself for everyone, but I'm going to do that too, just because I have to. It's the teacher in me. <laughs> yes. Yes. I do feel like I sweat more than I cry. I'm a pretty emotional human being, but I think I sweat more than I cry. So I would say cry glue as well. Did you say cry glue? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said cry glue. Motherhood also, you know, shifted that for me. I never used to be as emotional as I am now. Oh, wow. Okay. And how old are your kids? One and three. Woo-wee! <laughs> you are yeah. busy. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Okay, would you rather have a nose that never stops growing or ears that never stop growing? Oh, my goodness. Then I just... Okay, so it's funny because when you said that, I literally pictured myself and I'm still flipping back and forth in my mind trying to picture what I would look like both ways. Um, and then just thinking about what the pros and cons would be of having big ears or a big nose. So I think I'm going to go with, I think I'm going to go with the nose because I like to wear hats. There you go. I don't know if I could put that on. That works. Hey, whatever your reasoning is, that is, that is totally fine. And then last one, would you rather, I have to give my friend uh, Katie a shout out to this one. I don't know if I'm wording it exactly correctly, but would you, do you know Danny DeVito, the actor? Eighties? What? Did people make these? No, did you of, make these? Some of them I make up, but this one my friend Katie gave me and it's really good because I typically okay, will like, do you know who Danny DeVito is? No. Damn it. Maybe He's a you. very short actor. Who's in some comedies. Okay, I'm going to switch it up then. I'll do the OG one. Would you rather fight a hundred duck-sized horses or 10 horse-sized ducks? Oh. oh my goodness. Picturing it is killing me right now. Okay. <laughs> uh, but people have like the same thought process as I do. <laughs> I don't know. I'm thinking like... Probably it'd be really cool to see like a hundred like really tiny horses. Like, so it's just something that I want to see. Yeah, yeah. Under tiny yeah, I feel horses. Like you could kick, I feel like you could kick your way out of that. Not just me not happy. Yeah, we're not promoting any animal abuse here. But if you had to fight Absolutely. them, maybe that's maybe that's giving a little bit too much aggression. So we'll go with the viewing, the observing of a hundred duck-sized horses. Great. That's it. Okay, I'll let you um, go now. You don't have to. You're. You're off the fire on that one. You know what's funny is that people that are like in the same space like you and I are, those types of questions are what make people more nervous than talking about like your innermost vulnerable trauma, like anything like that. I I have seen I like through other interviews, they're like, Are you gonna ask me like random game questions? And then like yeah. I'm also gonna talk about the trauma of life. So, and my most vulnerable circumstances and lived experiences, but yeah, I'm going to freak out about the game. Yep. <laughs> it's always so interesting to see what comes up. I guess it's like that unknown, it's like the fear of the unknown. Like, what are you going to ask? And if 
I only have rapid fire, I feel like is worse for me. Then it's just like the first thing that comes to mind. Sometimes yes. that can be a little bit. So. Yes. And then I always have that moment of like hours later, I'll think like, oh my God, I could have answered it like this. Damn it. And then I get so mad what? at myself. Yeah. But you actually accidentally gave a great transition. <laughs> so thanks for that. Did I? Yes. Because you talked about fear of the unknown. And I feel like that's kind of what we are chatting about today. Because I have found that in my 30s, not only just me, but like even some people that I'm surrounded with are having this not identity crisis. That might be a little bit dramatic to say, but like, who am I? I feel like there's more out there, but the what now? And what do I do with that feeling? And I feel like so often, especially women, we just push it down. We don't explore it, right? Do you feel that way? 100%. So especially... I've felt this way for the last three years. Before, I feel like I was just like really stuck in this like constant constant pattern of kind of just like repeating the same old habits and the same old things. And three years ago, when all of that changed, when I became a mom for the first time. And yeah, I feel like ever since I started to shift, um, it just, it kind of hasn't stopped. But I also feel like it's because I'm still searching for something and I'm just not sure what that is. Um, but I was telling you before we jumped on this this call that I just, or before we started recording, that I literally just keep following the breadcrumbs. Like I'm just trusting and I'm just having faith that it's going to lead me where I'm supposed to go. Mm -hmm. Yes, I agree. And I feel like if not, if those breadcrumbs don't lead to anything huge and, and monumental, they're at least moments where you've tried something new. Yes. And even if it leads to nothing, you at least try I have found that there's way more joy in trying and then falling flat on your face or trying regardless of what other people think than to just wonder what if. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, the, I'm of the firm belief that, you know, you'll have, or at least for me personally, I know that I will have a ton of regret if I don't, you know, show up and take action on the things in my life that I know that I want for myself. Like if I let things roadblocks such as like fear or overwhelm or anxiety or stress try to stop me, you know, from achieving some of the goals that I have set for myself, I feel like that would be a huge regret that I would have in my life that I didn't mm -hmm. try. At least try, right? And if you fail, you'll learn something from it. And I still truly believe that those failures were just, you know, they happened because there was something better out there for us. And just the timing is everything, but we can't know the timing. I think that was one of the hardest things for me to let go of personally was just recognizing that, you know, if I have a goal or something that I want to achieve in my life, especially if it's something that, you know, will take time and it's a little bit bigger, like I'm putting a bigger vision out there. I have to just let go of the timing of how long that's going to take and just let it, you know, let the process just unfold like as it's, as it should. And then also just enjoy um, each moment in between, you know, the process of starting and then like reaching that destination. Because if you just kind of wish that time away, hoping to get to the end, I feel like that's the part that's meant to be enjoyed. Is that middle yes. part. That we put, middle. Yes. With a messy middle, we put that tangible, I will, I will find this when I achieve X. And it's yeah. like, I tried that for, in various ways for so long. 
whether it was a number on a scale or a, some type of validation when somebody else finds me um, like likable or desirable or any fill in the blank here. I feel like, but like you just said, it's in the journey. It's in that messy middle. It's in taking a chance. And what, when can you think of any time where you've done that and you're like, ah, this is like the, where you, when you started learning that the journey was worth it and not just the achievement. I can actually think of a moment that happened today. I know that this podcast probably won't air for another week or so. So you're going back in time if you're listening to yeah. this. But <laughs> today um, is um, technically for me like a little over a week until I have to officially go back to work after two maternity leaves. So kind of back to back within a three year span. On top of that, there was COVID. So virtual oh. teaching and all things. So I really, truly have not stepped foot back in the school in a very long time. It literally does feel like it's been three years because I also failed to mention that um, <clears throat> through the whole process of my pregnancies, um, there was some mental health stuff in there. But actually six months into my second pregnancy with my daughter, I did end up needing to take um, a mental health leave. Um, so that was also time that I took off of work, right? So six months before I had her even, and then the whole maternity leave with her. So yeah, there was just a lot of time there um, that I spent at home and with my babies and just kind of doing, um, yeah, my own thing. Wow. Are you going back to the same school and in the same, like the same position? Um, I am going back to the same school, but I decided to only go back part-time uh, just to Wonderful. kind of mm -hmm. transition into that um, part of my life just slowly. And I'm actually really excited the way that I'm going back, actually, because I'm part-time, <clears throat> three of the other kindergarten teachers are also part-time as well. So they only have to work four days a week and I work three. So I actually just go in and replace them on their days off. Wow. Yeah, what so a I feel dream. Like, <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's going to be a really, really good fit. And I remember so I remember when, so this is again, a time that I had like a really, really strong fear. And I will get back to your other question in a minute. I feel like I went off on a tangent there. No, you're great. You're great. You asked me about a moment and I still have that moment in my head, but <laughs> yeah. The, a time when I had a fear though, was when I was trying to decide whether or not I wanted to only go back and teach part-time because I mean, technically, um, financially speaking, like it would be, you know, probably better that I actually keep just my full-time position. But I also knew, like you said, there was just, there was something else out there. There's something else I've been searching for. Um, so I started my own like tutoring, like side business in between, like a holistic, holistically based focused tutoring service. And that has felt um, really, really rewarding because I feel like students that come to me um, their needs are just so individualized and it's just really cool to be able to help them more one-on-one -on -one because I'm sure that you can relate to this as a teacher. Um, being in the classroom, I just don't feel like I'm ever able to like year to year to give my energy to each student the way I really wish I could. Mm, yeah. And to be able to support them all. Um, yeah, it can be really challenging at times. So absolutely. I'm excited for where I'm going back to. Oh, good. Yes. That sounds like a dream a little. situation. <laughs> yeah, does it? Okay. Because I the same. That would be nice. Especially in a post-COVID world, I do think that you keeping your, you know, tutoring gig and your side business was a way to kind of still see if that spark for teaching is still there. So many people, especially post-COVID, have left. And not only just left to like go do other things, but some has, have just left because they were like, no, like you, I, I'm not 
or like my paycheck is going right to daycare or, you know, fill in the blank here as to how, why this isn't for me anymore. So I feel like that's the perfect scenario for you to explore that and not be fully immersed and committed and like also overwhelmed and stressed by the full-time life. Well, and I think I realized like once I became a mom and like now we're into my mid thirties, just the things that are important to me. And one of those things is just being more present. And so going back to that moment, that moment actually happened, as I was saying today, (laughs) when I was park with my daughter, like I just decided because I'm going back to work in a little over a week that I would just really enjoy um, and soak in all of these you know, these last like days of this like chapter of my life. Because I feel like a lot of transformation and huge shifts have happened for me in the last three years, like a ton of things that I'm super, super proud of. I'm just really trying to take a moment to celebrate those wins. So actually even just being on this podcast and the way you did that opener, that intro for me, like I really appreciate that because that actually blended in so well with the intention that I set for myself this week, which exactly, as I said, was just that to be more present and just to really, really soak all of this in. Um, so yeah, that's amazing. And now when did you make the jump into like the podcast world? Like what made you like start to grab a mic and just talk? <laughs> so this all happened because through that mental health breakdown, I started focusing like solely on like the external based factors that I thought were contributing to just the way I felt about myself um, in my body Um, especially after the two pregnancies, right? So um, when diet and all that stuff and losing a ton of weight didn't work and I looked at myself in the mirror and I just knew that I still didn't feel the way I was supposed to feel. Like I didn't feel that happiness. I didn't feel a ton of joy. Yeah, I knew there just had to be something else. And then I had that second pregnancy and that's when I ended up having that mental health breakdown and I started doing more of the internal uh, work, so to speak. So I actually like looked under the hood. I kind of look at it like, you know, our bodies are like vehicles. So you really need Mm. to pop the hood while and take a look underneath. I don't even do that for my own car. So (laughs) funny that I'm trying to do this for your own body. But but hey, it works. I I love a good metaphor. Yes. This is something that I do practice though, but... I mean, I feel like, you know, emotions and the way that we feel, it's just those are like the engine lights going off, trying to just get our attention to let us know that there's something there. And over the past year, for sure, maybe more, I've learned that my emotions are actually gifts and I don't try to stuff them away anymore. And so I joined um, a coaching program. I started incorporating more like restorative practices into my days and just more quiet time to sit with myself and journaling probably. And I know this is something that you you um, enjoy a lot as well is just writing. I just write all of the time and I'm constantly just like checking in with myself. And again, my coaching community that I am a part of um, with Heather Chauvet, she is such an incredible leader and a lot of these practices and things I have just learned from being a part of um, part of that community. I also yeah. seen a therapist after that. And again, just the blend of all of the things um, that I did for myself that I put on my calendar for myself just really started to fill my cup and then change all of the patterns and all of the habits around me. So it was kind of like from the inside out, um, things just started to get better and better. And I started to release more and more of the things that were no longer serving me. 
in yes. my life. So, and I, I feel like sometimes that stillness is the most terrifying thing because but I don't. Yes. And I don't know about you, but when I had first started going to therapy and when I first started journaling, I would still try and just write things down that would sound good to somebody else. Or like I sat with a therapist and I was very much just still trying to mask that everything was okay when it very much wasn't. And until she called me on my bullshit, she was like, whenever you're ready to like really get into it, like, are you really ready to like, and I I thought we were, and she's like, Oh no. Yeah. And so now I just feel like too, like something that I'm really, because I am, I have been doing a lot of reflecting again, just this last week here as this chapter comes to a close, I feel like I've just been reflecting on the things that, you know, I really want to share with the world. And I feel like a lot of it is that just trying to make sure that if I'm going to be teaching, I'm teaching the things that I actually really, truly am passionate about. And that's to my students and also to my children, right? Like I just want to model better habits, a better way of living, like a better lifestyle. And that's with regards to everything, right? Like body, mind, and soul, just the way they talk to other people, the way they speak about themselves, um, you know, the way that they like have a relationship with food. Like I never want them to have some of the unhealthy patterns that I had in my life, right? I know I can't avoid everything. Mm -hmm. Um, I just want to be like a helicopter mom at all by any means. But um, yeah, I want them to be like their own people, but I also just want them to know what it feels like to feel good in your own skin and in your own body. Yes. Because I think that that's, I think we're in this transition and I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but I feel like from all these conversations I've had, it, it keeps resurfacing that we want more for our future selves and the future generations. And I just feel like the shifts are happening. The things that used to, we used to like say or do to protect ourselves, especially as women, we are no longer passing on. And we are trying to shed that armor that has kept us, you know, safe in some ways and has been very detrimental in other ways. And sometimes being still and like you said, really unpacking things and, you know, seeking therapy or starting to journal or have those hard conversations with ourselves. And there's a way to do that that doesn't really serve your your deeper meaning and your deeper self. And it can be still very surface level. So in order to really, really make that authentic change and not just become like a robot where you're regurgitating personal development things, I think there's two very different levels to it. Um, and we say that it takes a village to raise children, right? Have you ever heard that phrase? But, you know, oh my, it, takes, yeah. it takes a village. Well, it also takes a village of yourself and a toolbox that you can build for yourself to develop as a human. And just because you become a mom, you don't lose who you are as an, as an individual. You can, absolutely. Because I think that, you know, it, who am I to talk about? My child has four legs and fur and I can leave him alone for like nine hours a day. But- like, I just imagine how it, hard that is to lose yourself in this new role. And sometimes when we take on these new roles, we become so immersed in them that we lose ourselves. Like, who are we? What am I doing this for? Like you said, who am I serving? Who am I teaching in in this moment and in this new adventure? And you want it to be something that fulfills you. And that's really hard to find. Yeah. I think a message that I would share with somebody, though, especially if somebody, you know, were becoming a mom, thinking about becoming a mom, like you don't need to 
completely lose yourself. And if you feel like you have, just have compassion for yourself. Um, honestly, I think I felt like I was losing myself and I still did have to grieve who, you know, maybe like the old me past version of myself. But looking back now, um, again, I have so much compassion for who she was, but I am also so proud of the person that I am now, even though moving through it with, you know, a little bit scary at times and definitely uncomfortable and didn't always feel the best. I feel like that's just life, right? Like those are the ebbs and flows. Um, but I can definitely say that it was life-changing, like in the best way possible for me mm-hmm. in my experience. That's Yeah. But you just have to be so intentional. Like I'm so intentional now with my life. Like I feel like that's what I focus on. Yes. I just focus I- on whether or not it's, it's actually something that serves me or it's something that I want. Like when people say like, oh, you like, you only have like, the, you only have one life. I know that people know that, but like really when you think about it, it's like, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't think, but then people are like, you're a little bit morbid. I'm like, I don't feel like that's, no, it's just, <laughs> no, it's not. Truth. Yeah. Like I'm 35 now. So I do think about that. And how much of that life am I still going to be feeling, you know, good, energized enough to be active and to do the things that I love? Like, I don't think I'm going to be running forever, not for the rest of my life for sure. I don't know how many more years I'll get to run. Right. So that's why I do it every day because I'm scared of the day where I won't get to do that anymore. I don't know. Those are just things that I think about. I just, I want to live each day feeling the best that I possibly can, knowing that if this is still a human experience where all the mix of emotions are going to come and go, and that's just the contrast and the beauty of it. But mm-hmm. yeah, we need to embrace it. I yes. just went off on another tangent. I apologize. No, you're great. I mean, it was right on target. I do really like how you said, um, how you talked about we have to like grieve past versions of ourselves I don't think that's talked about enough and that that feeling sometimes comes out of nowhere like when you feel like you're taking like a big step in growth like I until I really sat and actually I think it happened tenfold when I was sitting and writing the chapter for body bliss okay so I was going to ask you if you agree if if that's something that you feel like done like you it's not that I want to go back, um, but I feel like a part of me to be able to move forward, there was a necessary need to let go mm-hmm. because I kept feeling stuck. I kept fe- having like moments or, you know, times throughout my day or even mornings that I would wake up maybe after having a dream of something, you know, past related. And I would just feel so like icky. Like I could just tell I was starting off the day on the wrong foot and I couldn't get out of like that funk. Um, and yeah, once I started to do just some of that, like forgiveness work and, um, again, just remembering who she was, but seeing like what she was capable of growing into, like, yeah, that was super powerful. And writing the chapter, as you said, was huge. That was a huge part of the healing process for me. So again, it's got a lot to do with writing for me anyway, personally. Yes. I feel like writing is such a beautiful way to connect to those past versions of yourself that maybe you didn't even acknowledge because we're in this human experience and, and just going about the day. And you don't really realize where you were until like, maybe you crack open a journal or you think about those past thoughts that you had. And I have found it to be very healing. If somebody, if anybody else is wondering, like, how do I even do that? How do I even start getting in touch with my inner child or my past versions of myself? I started with writing notes to the past version of myself. And I know that that might sound woo-woo-wee to people who have never done it, but you will not believe (laughs) the feeling and the healing that comes from writing a, a, a letter 
to the past version of yourself from what you've lived through and know now, not even maybe healed from, just what you know now. And just talking to her, wanting to show her that same compassion that she did not know how to give herself in so many different ways. And like showing her the love that like you, you know that, you know now that you deserve, but she didn't know how to do that for herself. I think that there's such power in that. Yeah, 100%, I agree. I'm also happy that you brought up Lulu because um, <laughs> I love it. I love it there. I could stay there all day, every day. Yes. So I'm going to do my two days off of work. Uh, <laughs> no, but seriously, I... Me, and it's just funny because, again, thinking of that past version of myself, like she probably would have just laughed at the things that I do now. But it's mm -hmm. because of that slow progression and transition and just knowing how good I feel when I am doing these things. And when I say these things, I mean things like, uh, like, what have I introduced lately? Like, I've done hypnosis now for a while and I absolutely love it. Wait, is it like hypnotherapy? Um, yeah, I absolutely love it. I don't think breath work is considered woo-woo, but it could be no. because it's still like a meditation with like, you know, your breathing and stuff like that. I've been to um, ecstatic dance. What's that? Uh, by the actual like river at sunset. And it was really nice. Just, you just kind of go, let your body go with the flow of the music. Um, I've done a ton of like yoga classes similar to that, like summer solstice events. Um, I did like a letting go ret retreat maybe a little over a month ago now with like eight women for two nights. I left my babies and my family and just, yeah, went and did like silent mornings. They took our cell phones away for the weekend. Was wow. Exactly. Yeah, just a lot of time to connect. Again, it's just, it's all about connection. When I wake up in the morning and again, I'm not super like, oh my God, I have to do this every day, but it just, if it feels right and it feels good, I wake up and I do it. Morning and night just depends how I'm feeling again, but I love to just tap in five minutes. I will sit outside on my back deck before my kids wake up and I will literally just close my eyes and breathe and just, I don't know, sometimes I feel like I'm talking to myself. Other times I feel like I'm just like doing a body scan. Sometimes I'll just say things that I'm grateful for. And again, I don't know. It, it's considered woo-woo, I think. But honestly, all of these things oh, love make me feel so great. So I'm just like, woo-woo or not, I'm just going to keep them up because nothing's ever made me feel this good. And you know what? I feel like list. the people that say woo-woo, because I, I was probably one of those people back before I started even trying to talk to oh, myself or talk to my... But I think it's because those are the same people, though, that I feel like are probably the ones that want to roll their eyes are the same ones that have a very tough time prioritizing themselves or say, I can't, or I don't have time or how, well, it's because it's in those moments. It's in those moments where it feels a little uncomfortable, or it's in those five minutes where you can take a breath and center and just be with yourself. Um, it doesn't have to be in these 30 minute long journaling sessions. It could be in a five minute, just reflection of what you're grateful for, or you know, something to affirm to yourself. Because like you said, you talk to yourself. We are the people that we talk to ourselves more than anybody in this entire world. And you need to practice how to do that. Otherwise, you're never going to learn how to do it. And you're not going to understand what that connection to self can really be. So haters going to hate. Feeling like, you know, being in that space, it's just, it feels like magic. And it honestly does. Because I feel like if you practice some of those some of those things are things that work best for you, like whatever it is. It could be, you know, art. Again, it's just more time to like connect and just really get quiet with yourself and not rush around um, like we tend to do day to day, right? But yeah, it just, it feels like magic because nothing in my life, I don't feel like has ever made me feel 
Like it just sets the intention for the rest of the day. And you literally, I feel like you feel like that, that good energy, it just lasts so much longer. Same with these conversations. I don't know if you feel the same way, but Mm. usually after a podcast conversation, recording, whatever we're doing, like whether it's online or I'm a guest on others, like other people's, it's just, I am glowing after. I feel like I can't, yeah. Yeah, it is cathartic to talk about the things. Yeah, I can feel the energy just because we're connecting and we're talking about things that are just so much deeper than just the the superficial stuff that, I don't know, it just doesn't do it for me. Mm -hmm. Oh God, I hate small talk. I will ask you about your innermost fears before I ask you. (laughs) Okay, let's go there. But hang on, can I just say something too? I don't know if it's, does this happen to you? So sometimes, okay, so I used to think that I was socially awkward. I do still think I'm socially awkward. I actually don't know. I'm in the middle because, (laughs) so is this weird? I mean, we're over Zoom, right? So we're on video, but still I can see you. You can see me. It's kind of the same thing as being in person or it's not, but Mm -hmm. okay. So I feel like when I'm podcasting, what I'm trying to say here is feel like when I'm podcasting, conversations flow, like especially if we're talking about things that are just more meaningful, I have no problem. I feel so comfortable. Like I actually just feel like I kind of like slouch. I sit back, I relax. When I have small talk with people, when people come up to me and just say something random, like about like the weather or the work day, or I don't know, it could be about anything, right? Like I just, I feel like I freeze. Like I don't know what to say. My mm-hmm. body tenses up. I can feel the energy and it's just like, I I shrink. Yep. And look, sometimes the most ridiculous stuff comes out of my mouth and then I'm just like, oh my God, why did you even speak? Like that person is going to be like, what is wrong with her? No, absolutely. Absolutely. Sometimes I'll just like call it and walk away. Oh my God. Like, oh, I have to run to the bathroom. Like I just, I physically, my body physically reacts to, yeah. yeah. Just to pair to that. So we went to, um, it was just a birthday party. Somebody that my husband knows was turning 50. So we stopped by there. And again, it was just one of those things where we walked in and we didn't know every single person at the party. And we had our two kids too on top of it. So I was just kind of chasing them around, but people did come up and they wanted to like meet them, say hi. And they were also, again, just saying hi to me, making small talk. I swear, I was like trying to avoid like where the crowds were and where the people were. Like I wasn't even, I was, I was trying just not to move. Because yeah, I just, I feel, like I said, when I'm put in those situations, I just feel so awkward and I don't understand like really what the difference is, but I'm thinking it's probably just that. Yeah. I just don't even know what to say. Right, don't right, know. right. And we're, I think it's it's a matter of- Tell just, me what your deepest fears. Yeah, yeah. Tell me what your deepest fears are. What are you most scared about in life? What's your trauma? What's your fight, flight, or freeze? Or fawn? What's your what's your fight resp- flight response? Maybe that'll be my opener for conversations now, if needed. <laughs> yeah. Get on the back burner. Absolutely. And I think there's maybe a time and place for it, but I just can't. I just can't. So I have two things before we round out. I can't believe we've already been talking this long. Number one, what do you think was the catalyst of the biggest shift that you've made in your life? What, what do you feel like was the force that threw you into that work on yourself? I am definitely, definitely going to say that it was my children also was coming at all these changes, knowing that it had to start with me. So I also like my biggest why needed to be myself, Mm. myself to be to show up better for them. I learned a lot about myself during that process. And I feel like because I had a daughter that really brought up a lot of things for me. And again, it was 
because of her, especially uh, because thinking back to myself, like as a teen and in my 20s and just some of the decisions that I made and that I, you know, I wish I could take back. I just knew that there were a lot of things that I wanted to be for her. And um, yeah, there were things that I needed to let go of. So I did. I actually stopped drinking alcohol after I had her and I've been sober ever since. Um, for you. Best decision That's hard. Itself. Yeah, it was um, it was something that I I needed to do for myself because I'm definitely a way better person now without it. And actually circling back to my biggest fear, that is my biggest fear though. My biggest fear would be, um, yeah, just letting go of that change that I have made for myself. So that is something that I also need to be intentional about and focus on every day, uh, which can be challenging. But again, yeah, becoming a mom has has really impacted my life for the better, for sure. Yeah. I feel like you see so much of, you know, your, like you said, yourself in, especially a daughter and you're like, oh man, we're going to have some hard conversations someday. <laughs> like, let yeah. me, let me put down, let me, I did the work. Let me show you a better way yeah. of going about it. You know? Yeah. Because I feel like too, it's just, and it's, it's really honestly, truly nobody's fault. I honestly don't believe that anybody has or wants to intentionally hurt any other human being. I mean, most people I'm speaking like, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Over time, it's just things are said, you hear things and you internalize things maybe a certain way. And it just, it builds up. And I wish that, you know, or I wish for her that she'll just be, I just want her to be strong. Mm. I just want her to be strong and make choices for herself and just be her true self and not try to hide any parts of her um, or try to numb in any way. Um, having a drink to have, you know, a good time and enjoy life and celebrate, you know, moments and memories with friends um, is totally different than what, you know, that started to look like for me. And it just, it's not a path that I want her to go down. So, Mm, yeah. 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 And I feel like you're, because you're so open, she is undoubtedly going to be very strong, strong strong-willed and firm belief in who she is because uh, you obviously are. So I think that you will be able to, you know, give her that as well. I have two, th- now I have has- two more things. What's that? And she, she has our book to read and all of our chapters. Yes, yes. I, I think like that's huge. Yes, yeah. pe- with people, especially women sharing their stories is huge because you start to realize that, oh, it was never me. I was never the issue. And like, this is like a way bigger situation and a bigger problem that really has nothing to do with me. <laughs> Um, yeah, which I think exactly. is so powerful. Okay. Two more things. Cause I thought of it while you were talking one, I know people are going to want to know about hypnotherapy. So do you go to a, is like, are people hypnotherapists, right? I am a hypnotherapist. What? I did not know this. Yeah. I did the training in this past year. Yes. But, um, there is somebody in our community that, um, the community that I mentioned that I talked about previously, um, there is somebody in there who does it. She's a certified hypnotherapist. And then I went through her training program um, to do it as well. So, yeah. I am fascinated. So I actually offer it. Do you actually have some, I was going to say, I offer it in like my mini community that I, I run like weekly with this um, group of women. But I also do have, like if you if you check out my podcast, I put a hypnosis for change on there. It's somewhere around like episode 30 something. Um, I can't remember right now, but I did 
Yeah, I recorded one and put it on the podcast so you'd be able to uh, try one out. So you should, you should head on over and listen. To- oh my gosh, yes. I, I'm i so bad. Sometimes I jump around to, po- I need to not jump around to podcasts. I need to treat them as if it's like a Netflix show and just like watch yes. then like listen from the beginning up. So I definitely need to circle back because I can't believe I missed that one. <laughs> if you're ever looking for something again, I highly recommend you do it like at night before you're ready to go for bed. I believe it's like 20 minutes. It is such a good restorative practice. Like for those who are listening who don't know much about hypnotherapy or hypnosis, it's literally just a deeply relaxing guided meditation. So you're you're able to connect um, with your subconscious mind and, you know, bring up like thoughts and memories and experiences and just kind of try to like rewrite those patterns. And there's just there's a lot of beautiful things that you can learn about yourself. Again, when I talked about connection, it's such a powerful way to connect with yourself. And then just also to like hear messages that are truly just based on, you know, who you are as a person and, you know, your intuition and just, you know what to do. I feel like we do, we have the power within and we know what is best for us in our lives. Yes. I think it's so hard to listen to that voice because that voice has been stifled and quieted and silenced for so long. So I am definitely going to check this out. Also, those of you that heard hypnotherapy earlier in this episode and were thinking it was like something stereotypical that the media shows us on this stage, like you're you're not going to start clucking like a chicken or like doing something crazy every time someone says a certain color. I feel like that's what I think of. My first thought is hypnosis in that way, but that's not at all what it is. Like you said, Deeper conscious, so. deeper consciousness. Of yeah, self. stage hypnosis is something that's totally different. And again, it's, yeah, it's, it's its own thing. But no, you have full control of your mind, of your body, and literally just the voice that relaxes you and guides you. Yeah, mm-hmm. by vis- visualization and all the fun things. So again, the hypnosis that I have is a hypnosis for change. So if you're looking to create change in your life, it's uh, it's a good one. Ooh, good I- place to start. You want to toss it out. And if you don't like it, just turn off my voice. No harm done. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Okay. Last question to round us out. What do you think okay. is one of, because I'm sure you've had plenty of uh, several, but what is one of the most important pieces of advice you've ever gotten? Best piece of advice I've ever gotten. Mm-hmm. Or something that you've learned that has been very monumental in your life. The first thing that's coming to mind is just literally uh, be the love that you wish to see in the world. Good. Old, what, who is that? Bob Marley, right? Is that Bob Marley? I don't even know right now. <laughs> I can't think of who it was. Oh my Maybe God, did I? Look that up. Well, I explain why. Because yeah, go know for it. it. Yep. I'm going to do that. But I actually feel like I need to be reminded of this constantly. So I don't just say it as if it's something that I practice every day. I say it because I know that it's something that I need to practice every day. That being said, like it's even to the point where I know that I need to practice it more with myself. So just speaking to myself more from a place of love, because sometimes I recognize that like my inner dialogue, if I were to speak the way I do to like a friend or family member or any of or either of my children, like I would be super disappointed in myself, would not feel good. The words feel good coming out of my mouth. So show more love to myself, to others. And just, I want to spread more of that energy as far and wide as I can. Yes. Also, everybody was probably just laughing so hard when I said Bob Marley. It's not Bob Marley. It was Gandhi. (laughs) Bob Marley. Bob Marley and Gandhi. Gandhi's was be the change you want to see in the world. That's what I was thinking. But okay. So I just 
switched it. Yeah. Feed to change. You wish to see in the world. Yeah. And yeah. okay, again, change to change fits. Yeah. Um, but yeah, right now I feel like I'm really just focused on that love and uh, yeah. putting it out needing there. more of it, needing to share more of it, all the things. Yes. Life becomes a lot more peaceful and it really does come back tenfold. That energy that you put out into the world, fully, full believer in that. Whatever you put out into the universe will come back to you in one way or another, yeah. however you need it. Thank you so much for being here. Where can the people find you? On socials, on the pod, drop everything. And I will also be putting the links for things uh, below in the show notes. Okay. Uh, so the pro probably the two easiest places, I'm just going to say podcast and Instagram are probably the two where I'm most active, especially if you want to check out that hypnosis, as I said. So that's Imperfect Creatrix podcast um, available on Spotify, Apple, all the things. And then uh, my handle for Instagram is at MoMA to H and B. So H as in Hendrix and B as in Beatrix for my children. And I think that's just about everything. Becca, thank you. Of course. Thank you. This was so much fun today. I think I thought we were going to be a little bit more wild. And I don't know, something about like this calm. This was calm for us, I feel like. Do you agree? Yeah, I feel like we were pretty tame with it. We can, we can get wild if you want. Next time. Next that'll be time. The next yes. Oh, next time. I actually, before we end... Oh, thank you so much. Yes, you were actually my first time back on the mic in a very long time. And so when I was feeling like, do I want to do this? Do I want to do this? I feel like being on your podcast definitely solidified that like, oh no, I'm definitely passionate about doing this. So thank you for being that safe space for me to explore that. We were just talking about taking different avenues in life. So yeah, it definitely, it was a great time. And we, I'm sure we will circle back and have more conversations in the future. So fam, you can find uh, Christy everywhere below. I will tag her in Instagram stories and all of the show notes. And thank you. Don't forget to shake your ass and go, go be great. great.